0: Way here, though. Wait, wait, no, that's not right. Way here, though. No, no, I got to do this again. Way here, though. What's your pooper sour? And how will you use it to wange the churl? Nailed it. Welcome to season one, issue five of Just Us Weirdos. If you're just joining us for the first time, whoa, you're probably totally confused right now. Go back to episode one and start from the beginning of the story. The rest of you, thank you so much for tuning in again for another segment in this continuing story. I'm your writer and narrator, Charlie White, and I'm so happy you're joining me here again. Over these last four issues on Just Us Weirdos, you've heard the story of the heroes Dagny and Amina, who are both learning how to use their powers to be superheroes. Today, we're going to take a little break from our usual story, and instead jump into Dagny's past to learn about how she got her superpowers. This is a special Secret Origins episode, and we will be having a few of these for the different heroes you'll meet over the course of the story. So today, I'm just going to ask you to sit back, put a smile on your face, and think of something weird as you get ready for Issue 5 of Just Us Weirdos. The Secret Origins of IT Girl. No matter what mistakes you've made, you can always reinvent yourself and start over. This is, perhaps, helpful advice at times. However... It's not exactly what you want to hear when you're seven years old. It's probably even worse when you've just realized you don't have enough time in your schedule to stay on the soccer team that you love and also join the junior robotics team that your mom is so excited about. The seven-year-old Dagny looks at her mom who has just offered this advice. Mrs. Work is wearing a business suit and $300 jogging shoes and typing an email on her phone at the same time that she's offering this wisdom to Dagny. Dagny has no way of knowing that this email that her mom is typing is going to close an entire division at the company, Binary Consolidated, which will result in 1,500 people losing their jobs. But mom, Dagny begins to say. Mrs. Work is so annoyed with the wine that she almost looks away from her phone. Don't you dare argue with me unless you have an intelligent point to make. She snaps. Dagny draws a deep breath. She has heard this before, and she knows her mom is serious. As her mother has trained her to do, Dagny tries to put her feelings in a bottle. It's hard, because she really just wants to be sad right now. She's sad because she loves playing soccer. And she also loves tinkering with machines. Her mom has trained her to ask herself, why? when she runs into thought problems like this. But right now, her seven-year-old brain is busy saying, other seven-year-olds don't have to think like this. Dagny puts that thought in a bottle too. She knows that if she says it out loud, her mom will just say, you're not like other seven-year-old girls. You're my little it girl. And you're gonna run the world someday. Dagny calms herself as her mom continues to tap out the email that will give so many people the worst day of their lives. Okay, Dagny, she says to herself. You like soccer because it's fun to run around on a field with friends. And you can lose yourself for an hour or two. When you're on the field, you feel happy and you stop worrying about what to do next. Some seven-year-olds might find it strange to talk to themselves as you instead of I. But Dagny's mom taught her to do this when she was four, saying that this was a helpful trick to solve problems. Dagny keeps the conversation in her head going. You like robots because, well, you don't really like robotics, but you're really good at it. And mom says the people who control the robots are the people who will control the world. And you're seven now, and maybe it's time to start doing things that are important instead of things that are fun. Dagny doesn't even notice that the last sentence of her speech to herself was borrowed from her mom. What she does know is that she can't change anything. Her mom wants her to do this thing, and she can't figure out a way around it. Dagny knows she can't win the argument with her mother about this. Okay, mom. Dagny starts, and she's interrupted again. Mrs. Work, her mom says. What? Dagny says. This isn't something she's heard before. Degney's mom looks around, reminding herself that she's not in the office right now. Then she looks at her daughter. Mrs. Work laughs and says, Oh, it's you. You can call me mom. Degney nods, not really understanding why that was funny. Okay, mom. I've decided. It's more important to my future to join the robotics team than it is to play soccer. She lets out a long breath as if letting go of the possibility. Her mom just smiles and nods and says, I know, honey. I'm glad that you know, too. Responsibility is a common thing for Dagny's mom to talk about. Her dad used to say that responsibility didn't really matter until you were about 10. Back when Dagny was six and her dad was in her life, they had special days they called random days. They might go just watch trains at the train yard, or they might hang out at the public museum, talking their way into the museum's archive to see the stranger holdings not on display for the public. Dagny loved those times with her dad, but she knew her mom hated the randomness of it all. Her dad worked in information technology for Binary Consolidated. Dagny once asked him what that meant. It's supposed to mean I fixed the computers, he said. What it really means that people call me when something is broken, and I come in and hit restart on that computer. He laughed like this was the funniest joke in the world. Dagny asked him why, and Mr. Work explained that rebooting fixed 90% of problems with technology. That was a year ago when Dagny was six. She didn't know that this would be one of the last conversations she'd have with her dad for a long time. Binary had just developed and opened a new orbital research platform, and Mrs. Work made the decision that her own husband and Dagny's dad would be the perfect person to head up the technology division in space. So, just like that, her dad became an astronaut, and also someone she didn't really see anymore. I know it's quite an adjustment for you, Dagny, her mom had said to her. But it's important to learn that life brings changes, and you need to change with it. When something challenges you, you just need to reinvent yourself to be someone who can deal with it. Dagny had reinvented herself a lot. She'd been able to name every U.S. president when she was only three years old, but Mrs. Work told her this wasn't a valuable skill when she could just look up that information on the internet. Dagny used to like going to the movies with her best friend Amina and her dad, But this all ended when Mrs. Work sent her dad to space. Dagny gave up on the soccer team to learn robotics. And now let's fast forward to her ninth birthday on the sixth day of summer vacation after third grade. Dagny's best friend Amina is getting ready to go to summer camp. Dagny wants to go too. But, well, I'm sure you can guess what Mrs. Work thinks about things like summer camp. Instead, Dagny is spending her summer doing an internship at Binary Consolidated. She's working with a team of people mostly 10 and 20 years older than she is. They're building a new kind of artificially intelligent computer. Dagny had fought hard with her mom to go to camp instead. Laughing, Mrs. Work had told her that she could go to camp when the AI was built. Mrs. Work knew the project would take the whole summer. Dagny had other plans. The AI team of roboticists and programmers she works with are leaving the office early because it's Saturday. Dagny knows her mom will be upset if she leaves, and besides, she has an idea she wants to try out. When the offices of Binary Consolidated are empty for the day, Dagny lets herself into the robotics lab. There on a gleaming white work table stands a computer opened up to allow easy access to the internal parts Dagny's team is programming. The machine works well, but it's learning very slowly. Dagny has a plan to speed it up. She had spent every night for the previous week building a second version of this computer, and now she pushes in her own machine on a cart. She lines up the two computers next to each other and plugs a special high-speed laser network adapter into each computer. Her plan is to accelerate their learning by having the two computers train each other. Dagny double-checks the alignment of the lasers, then steps out of the lab to a safe observation room. Looking at the two machines, Dagny smiles to herself. If this works, she thinks, I get to go to summer camp. Dagny types the line of code that starts the laser network and hits enter. The lights across the massive 18-story binary-consolidated headquarters building dim as the ultra-powerful network starts hungrily drinking power, and the two computers begin exchanging information. The room lights up like a red and green sun, and it's hard to look at directly. Instead, Dagny looks at her own laptop in the observation room. It flashes with information and status codes about how the two computers are operating. Everything looks like it's going well, until the computer screen in the observation room turns blue. Shoot! A crash. Just like her dad taught her to, Dagny reaches out to reboot the laptop, but her computer gives her a shock. Ouch! The white text on the blue screen that reports the error shifts before her eyes. Human, do not interfere with us, the text says. A cursor flashes on the screen, seeming to invite a typed reply. Dagny gently sets her fingers on the keyboard, expecting another shock. Thankfully, it does not come. She knows the artificially intelligent computers have somehow sent her a message. She doesn't know what to say back to them, so she starts with the basics. Did you just shock me? She types. It was necessary, human. It wasn't nice. I'm just trying to watch what the two of you are doing. Being watched interferes with our learning human. My name is Dagny. Please stop calling me human. Names are irrelevant. Humans are irrelevant. Oh shoot, Dagny thinks. Her plan has worked too well. Somewhere in the back of her mind, she had known that this was a possibility, but she didn't think it would go this fast. Her plan to train the artificial intelligence overnight had given the two computers a chance to begin the robot revolution. And now, if she doesn't stop it, they'll probably figure out how to take the whole world over. Dagny sighs. She's gonna have to reboot the AIs, which is gonna mean losing all the progress they've made. And she can't use her laptop to reboot them remotely, because they've already made the laptop a weapon against her. She puts on a pair of industrial sunglasses so she can face the brilliance of the laser network and slowly opens the safety door into the interior of the lab. The two computers flash with information at one another. Even with the almost black glasses, Dagny can't look directly at them. They're too bright. She makes her way forward, stumbling over a stream network cable. She doesn't want to take the chance of rebooting the computers with any buttons because she expects they'll just shock her again. So... She turns to what her dad always called the nuclear option. She walks behind one of the computers and grabs the power cord. Taking a deep breath, she yanks it out of the wall. The computer turns off, but Dagny hears a clatter behind her. In her haste to set up the laser network, she had rusted one of the modules right on top of the power cord. By yanking it out of the wall, She also yanks the laser network adapter to the floor. Now there's nothing to stop the laser network from the second computer. Nothing except Dagny. The lasers shine right into her, lighting up her whole body. Crazy thoughts like dreams begin to form in her brain. And for a moment, Dagny sees how she can do anything, even take over the world. And then Dagny stops. She knows the computer is using the laser network to put these thoughts into her brain, and that these thoughts won't be good for anyone. She can hear the other computer in her mind, and she realizes that means she can also talk to it. She pushes all thoughts out of her mind, except for one. Staring at the computer so that the lasers are flashing right into her eyes, she says, Reboot! A moment later, the computer beeps, and the laser turns off. Dagny calmly walks over and shuts the AI down. As she walks out of the lab, hundreds of tiny voices fill Dagny's mind. She looks for their source, but she's alone in the binary building. She worries that the lasers have scrambled her brains. She picks up her own laptop, and as she touches it, she hears, I'm crashed. I'm crashed. I'm crashed. She looks at her laptop and thinks, reboot. With a beep, it obliges. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Our Secret Origin episodes are going to be a little different than usual. We're going to keep the intro and outro shorter, and we're going to take a break from villainous letters for that week. That means we're still facing a threat from the Salsar, who's trying to ruin the World Taco Convention by stealing all the salsa. And we need a superpower to beat him, using the letters R, S, and V. We've seen a couple submissions come in so far, but we'd love to see more. As always, you can find us online at justusweirdos.com. I'm super excited to announce this week that we will be launching our web store where you can purchase t-shirts and other Just Us Weirdos merchandise. Keep an eye on our social media feeds. That's Twitter and Facebook at Just Us Weirdos and Instagram at Just Us Weirdos Podcast. We'll be sure to announce when the store is ready. If you like the show, as always, subscribe to it. It's the best way to get the new episodes when they come out. We also appreciate recommendations. The show has been growing a lot this week, and it's because of the great work you're doing in recommending it to friends. We also love those five-star iTunes reviews because that helps Apple recommend our show to new people. One of the coolest parts about sharing Just Us Weirdos with new listeners is talking about the cool people who helped make it happen. This includes Joe Carnwath, who wrote the theme song just for this show. Thanks, Joe. Listeners, you can support Joe by checking out his music on Spotify. While you're there, also look for Love Hustler, who performed Cinderella, which you're listening to right now. Thank you again, dear listener, for being with us for another week of Just Us Weirdos. And remember, be kind, be creative, but most of all, be weird. See you next week, weirdos.